Well, good morning, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, happy Wednesday, happy Monday. But this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Did I say this is the day? Yes, it is the day that the Lord has made. My name is Joy Kitanga Dash Dabo. And yes, Dash is not my name. It's my way of having fun on the podcast. And also to get to hear what Happy's going to say later about this presentation, this conversation. I am so excited today about my guests and what we're going to talk about today. So be prepared, be ready. Subscribe, invite, share, and just sit down and relax and listen because this is going to be a really good conversation. Thank you all of you for listening and you know what we do here on Voice Imprint. Ignite our faith, strengthen our prayer life, and deepening our love for God as we walk as Christians. Let's get to it. Well, good morning, my friends. Good morning, everybody. This is the day that the Lord has made. I am so, so excited to be here this day as you are listening. And uh, more excited about my friend who we have we have walked so hard to get to get this conversation started. But let me tell you, when when you know you're struggling to get one thing done, know that it is impactful and it's purposeful. Because sometimes the enemy does not want you to do something because he knows the impact that will have on many people. I remember about maybe three months ago, or maybe earlier, more than three months, maybe June or July, I was on uh, Facebook. And while I was on Facebook, my friends and my also special guest today, uh, Latasha Tani, who's here today with us, posted and asked, why do Christians don't talk about mental health? I was stunned by that question, and I wanted to be the one who will have that conversation. I want to make sure on this platform we do have this conversation. I met Miss Latasha about a few years ago on a social plat- social media platform where we connected on this room where she would share uh, her faith, her experience as a mental health advocate, as well as we connected when she invited me on her podcast called Mindful Nuggets. And there she, uh, we had a conversation about my journey of uh, relationship transformation into marriage. And uh, we just connected from there and we have been in conversation, text messaging and all these beautiful things. So this question, when she posted on her social media, got me thinking, why don't we talk about mental health, whether Christian or not Christian? Why don't we talk about mental health? It's a taboo, but it's something that maybe we need to be talking more often in order for us to see more healing. So I'm very excited to have her here and to share with us, and not only to share with us, but she and I are going to be in this conversation this whole time we're together, attempting to answer the question, but I hope as well as you're listening that you will find the courage to find a conversation, time to have conversation in your family, with your loved ones, with, with even yourself to be honest about how you feel about the issue or even the condition of mental health. So welcome to the platform, Ms. Tasha T. It is good to have you here. It is good to be with you again. This time I am the host. (laughs) Last time you were hosting me. So I thank you for saying yes and for coming. We've worked so hard, you know, things happening in between. But here we are. So I want to welcome you to the platform. And if you can just share about who you are and what you do um, to our guests so they will get to know you as well. So thank you, Mrs. Joy Daba Katega. I always screw it up. Oh, my gosh. Joy, joy, joy. Down in myself. <laughs> joy is just such a pleasure. All right. So my name is Latasha Tony. I go by Tasha T. 
hearing it on the internet, but I am a mental health professional from Birmingham, Alabama. My background is in social work. People think that when it comes to social work, you just work with people. You take people kids away, but I have never worked for DHR. You all might call it DFS in Georgia. I've never worked for that company before. So I have never, ever taken anybody's children away. But I have had a passion for mental health since I was about 15 or 16 years old. I just hung up around a lot of older people. And I would hear people say things uh, like there is this certain person who would have health issues and somebody would say, well, they just feel so bad because they just think they're doing so bad. So at that moment, I discovered the connection between mental health and physical health. And I ended up taking a psychology class in high school. And I just learned about human behavior from that. And I had this interest, you know, in working in that field. So I ended up having a really interesting path. I discovered social work. And my, about the past nine years or so, I've worked more in mental health. I worked with youth who had different diagnosed mental health conditions, working in inpatient psychiatry. I learned a lot from being in inpatient psychiatry. I worked with a lot of people who were just vulnerable, had limited resources, and they would come to the hospital to get stabilized, you know, on medication, but they were returned back home. Some did not have access to get their medication, so they were having to come back in. And I realized, too, that these people could actually have a therapist who could work with them. It could help to reduce them having to come back in. So that really made me want to work in an outpatient therapy setting more. So I've been working more in outpatient therapy in the past two and a half years or so. But I started my podcast at the time called Mindful Nuggets to just share information about the intersection of Christian faith and mental health. So I think that sometimes in the church, we don't want to talk about mental health. We say, oh, you know, this person is having this issue because they're not praying. They're not reading their Bible. They don't have enough faith. But that is not the case. I know some people who have severe mental illness and they, they are people of faith. I mean, these people, their faith is stronger than some people who don't have their mental health conditions whatever in church every Sunday. So I don't believe that there's a lack of faith because a person has a mental health condition. Um, but yeah, I hope I answered your question. I feel like I was just kind of going around the block <laughs> no. and I'm back now. So let me know. No, it's 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 a really good uh introduction and and giving us a, a, a sense of understanding of your journey through mental health and how you connected. I love how you share about your experience being with outpatients and, uh, and patient inpatient and outpatients and the connection to, um, to needing, if I can say needing substance constantly to, to stabilize versus needing therapy. I, I am a respiratory therapist. I love, I love, and I came to respiratory therapists, not, uh, not by choice, but by God's, what, what some will say providential guidance. Um, I wanted to do nursing and go to medical school. And oh, wow. what I found out later is I couldn't, you know, I had all the perquisite and I couldn't get in. And what the Lord did was guided me into respiratory therapy. And I get to appreciate therapy so much. It has so much value because it takes people out of dependency of drugs and substance and all these other things, but to find the strength within that God has given you mm-hmm. to toward healing, toward recovery. When we create substance um, dependency, it numbs our own ability that God has given us for healing. Right. Now, don't get me wrong. I do think there are times that people do need medication to help stabilize Mm -hmm. them. But I think it doesn't need to be like a one thing. I think that it should be more of a holistic approach. Yes. Um, Some people like, you know, if somebody has schizophrenia, they need their medication. 
They do. Because <laughs> yes. that medication makes a difference. Mm-hmm. So, but they could also benefit from going to see a therapist, but they could also benefit from having like, you know, group support. So mm-hmm. it's just like different things that are therapeutic that can help that person to have the quality of life that they desire or those who love them desire for them. Mm-hmm. I, I I do agree. And I usually said this loudly and proudly that I live in the intersection of science, health and faith. And mm-hmm. those things, God, I don't think God created an atmosphere of either or. Mm-hmm. Rather, he created the atmosphere of balance and harmony. Everything mm-hmm. is harmonized. I don't think God says, okay, you either are scientific or you are Christian or, you know, or, or a faith based, you know, and that's it. I think he gave us, that's why he gave us wisdom. Otherwise, there would not be wisdom. They would have been separated to you either this way or this mm-hmm. way. There are some situations, yes, he says you're either hot or you're cold. You right. know? But when it comes to our way of living, I believe there there's harmony. I agree. We have to find where do we stand, even to the extent of a schizophrenic. If somebody has or is suffering with a bipolar, is to find the balance of uh, substance drug medication i won't call it drug it sounds a little bit uh harsh but medication (laughs) yes medication with faith together i believe Mm -hmm. it will usher in healing so i want us to go back first to the initial conversation of why we're here is why don't we talk about it why don't we talk about mental health i i have my why but i want to hear first the why or the struggle <laughs> what just just uh when you pause that question is what did you see that uh, christian especially because we're, we're um, this is a christian based uh platform and uh and i want our christian friend family to be able to speak about this how do we speak but before we talk about how do we speak about it is why do why don't we speak about it? What do you think is uh, it's it's at the core of us not being able to speak about it? There's just a lot of stigma about therapy in general. I think sometimes, like you said, people try to separate the science from the faith, but those things go together because we have so many different verses in the Bible that talk about counsel. I think there's one verse in Proverbs. It says that in a multitude of counsels, there's safety. Mm-hmm. And that that verse right there was why I ended up seeing one therapist. But anyway, I think there's just a lot of, you know, stigma. We're supposed to be strong people. We're supposed to go to God for everything. And if you can't find everything that you need in God, then there's something wrong. But we live in a fallen world. We have things that we go through in this world. We have people who experience traumatic life-altering events. Yes, you can pray about that. And I do believe there are times when God can bring about a miraculous change in somebody's life who's experienced something traumatic. But that's not the case for everybody. Not everybody has like a, a Paul conversion experience or an experience where this lady just touched you know God's hymn. Okay, even that lady right there, she had that infirmity for 12 years. Mm-hmm. You know, she was going through all these different treatments. I think that was an act of faith. You know, but you know, she had this one touch that made a difference. But I just think it's just I don't think people really understand what therapy is mm. and there's just a lot of stigma about it. But that post that you're talking about, I actually, I had to go back and see when I posted that, but it was on August the 10th mm-hmm. and I got a lot of interesting um, responses. But one response I want to share with your audience mm-hmm. was um, a lady who I met through this community called Amaze, but her response was, Jesus does the hard work but there is still mind work that needs to be done in our transformation. Just about everywhere the mind is mentioned in the Bible, instruction is given as to what we should do to transform or renew it. 
-hmm. Let this mind be in you that is in Christ Jesus. Take every thought captive until the obedience of Christ. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The health of the mind requires intention and action on our part. And therapy is one God-given tool that we can use to help us accomplish the mind work. Mm, I love that. I love that. Every place where mind is mentioned in the Bible, we need to pay attention because there's also instruction. I love that. It's uh, it's the concept of, uh, again, where faith and health meet mm-hmm. conversation. It's not about therapy. Uh, I went, I attended some, I, I attended quite a bit of some churches, uh, in my journey. And when we're talking about why don't we talk about mental health, right? It's, uh, there's that stigma you mentioned that's dated way, way back that it is, um, spiritual manifestation, spiritual presence, demonic and all this stuff, right? So, that stigma is what I believe first creates that fear. But uh-huh. and then when you go enter into the New Testament, I love what Jesus was constantly doing is reminding people of correcting about stigma. And even in the Christian community to, to, to teach so much on, uh, miracles, uh, signs, and wonders, it takes away what God has given us as tool called science and medicine. Because there are some people who have the potential. I'll give example. My husband have hearing disability. And mm-hmm. uh, for the longest time, the even to today, like I've heard quite a bit of stories of people like when they have hearing disability, they don't want people to know it is because of stigma hearing. Mm-hmm. I have eyes problem, right? So I wear glasses. So we can like, we'll make it into a fashion, but for others type of disability, it, it there is stigma to it. There's no mm-hmm. stigma to eye when you're wearing glasses. It look fashionable. But depends on who you're around, though. No, because exactly. for a wedding, if you're, if you're a bride at a wedding, they don't want you to have your glasses on. They want you to wear contacts. So it's just like certain environments. There, I had I stigma. had my glasses on my wedding. You know, I can't go far. I can't go far without my glasses. Okay. Say, <laughs> so I usually need some contacts instead, but no, not everybody no, can no, wear no. contacts. No. So you see, of that the stigma that have dated for too long. Mm-hmm. that people are are struggling to embrace the if i can call it new age or not even new age because medicine god even even the people in the wilderness when they were sick he provided medical tools right he the right. tools were there but to avoid speaking about mental health in family it it's causing isolation right it's causing problem yes and I'm just like so eager right now. You have just said so much. So one thing I wanted to mention is a lot of the people who were the founding people in counseling were people of faith. Mm. So they mm. were people of faith, but over time there has been some separation between faith and mental health, but now we're starting to get back to that. And something else that you said too, you are talking about the eyes so just like the eyes are an organ that has some dysfunction that needs some support, mm-hmm. the brain is also an organ that might have some dysfunction at times that needs some extra support. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, why do we think, oh, you know, a person, you know, that can just wear glasses, that can see, why is that okay? But if a person, you know, they're thinking a certain way, they're feeling a certain way, why is that an issue? They need to get help with that. It, you know, it's the same. And I think something too, because like I'm in Alabama and we have two state hospitals here. We did have a lot more, but there has been like some funding issues over the years. So we only have like two state hospitals right now. And so one is called Bryce Hospital and Bryce has people who have like severe mental illnesses, like bipolar, schizophrenia, like they'll stay there. You know, here recently, 
They've been releasing some people, but you had people who would go to Bryce and they would just stay there forever mm-hmm. until they died. Mm-hmm. And we have Mary Harper for like the elder adults. So I think when people think about mental health, they think about, oh, you know, schizophrenia or, you know, bipolar. But we all have mental health. Like we all have eyes, you know, a brain, a pancreas. We all have physical health. We all have mental health. But not everybody has what's called a mental illness. So that's like, you know, schizophrenia, bipolar. But then you have like mental health disorders like anxiety or depression. Mm-hmm. But a person can have a mental illness or a mental disorder and have what is called mental wellness. Mm-hmm. We we want to strive for mental wellness. Like we want to strive for physical wellness, right? We want to be in shape. So we want to also be in shape mentally so a person can have, you know, a certain condition, but still have that mental wellness. And so faith for some people is a very integral part of that. You know, I've tried to separate my faith and mental health, but I can't. It's like I I always (laughs) it's like they connect, you know, when it kind of goes back to what I read earlier, you know, take every thought captive until the obedience of Christ, you know, if I'm having these thoughts in my mind about, you know, who I am, is this thought aligning with what Christ has said about me? Mm -hmm. Okay. If it's not, I need to see, you know, what Christ has said about this. And that's Mm -hmm. going to help me to see myself in a different way. That's going to help me to be able to to show up in the world in a way I want to, and to be able to interact with people in a way I want. When I'm not doing that, it's going to show, Mm -hmm. you know, and how I do my work, you know, how I interact with my family, all those things. Mm -hmm. So those things go together for me. And you got people who have different faith. That's a whole nother episode. But yeah, so, you know, my faith as a believer in Christ, that's like, a foundational thing as it relates to my mental health. I like I like what you said and and the idea that is so true is that we we we're striving for mental wellness or physical wellness. Our our goal in life is to th- the Lord says this be he holy as I am holy. It doesn't mean be perfect. It means set apart. God wants us to be physically well. He wants us to be mentally well, emotionally well. He wants us to be spiritually well as he is, because that is the original plan of his plan, which is to be like what? Let us make man in our likeness, in the likeness of God. And then Isaiah, it says, by his strike, we are healed, right? As he is Jesus Christ in the heavens, so are we here on earth. So when when we're talking, as I was mentioning about my husband and the hearing loss, is that the moment he received the help of wearing the the, the tools that was provided, it was a miracle, right? We failed to see that, and uh, and I, I, I so let me tell you, Tasha, I, I'm, I'm so stickler to this one. Like I cry out, majority of people in the church, majority we know statistically are women, okay, and women are going there representing their family, having oof shakayeba so my lord. Having children with disability, physical disability, children with mental health, children with all kinds, it could be even spiritual, demonic possessed. And having, yes, pastor, I'm talking to y'all, having pastors who will not take time to preach on the miracle, modern day miracle, that God can use these tools such as uh, mental health therapist, um, counseling. He even said, Jesus himself said, I am sending you a counselor. The Holy Spirit is a counselor. So why are we not talking this in church and even recommending professional help because of our faith? We can bring what professional help and our faith to come together for us to see miracle. I, I get, I cry out for these mothers. I cry out for women because they are the one feeling this pew and they're hearing the pastor said 
God is going to heal me. God is providing you with a health insurance. Go see the doctor. No, 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 no. I am waiting for the signs and wonder. God, Jesus did not heal people the same way all the time. There are those who healed with mud. He spit on the mud. There are those he held by the hand. There are those he looked out to the heavens and pray. And there are those who he sent to go wash in the pool. He didn't even touch them. There are those. So why do we limit God's miracle to only one way and call it faith? I don't think that's faith. I'm just going to say that. I don't think that's faith. I think that's our way of making miracles instead of allowing God to operate. So we run a really encourage us talking in the church. Women are in the church. Call to your pastor and say, listen, I need you to talk about this kind of healing. I need you to kind of explain to me. And also, yeah, women read your Bible too. (laughs) Don't just wait for the pastor to preach it on Sunday. Read it for you. Wrestle with God. Jacob wrestled with God. You know, Job wrestled with God. The woman, the Seraphonician woman wrestled with God. You know the condition of your daughter, your son. Before even anyone, even the Shunammite woman, right? Her son died. She's like, I ain't got time for anybody. I'm just going to find you, you who bought this child to bring forth healing. So let's start from there. Women, talk about it, right? It's your need. Bring it to the throne of grace. Believe God, if this means my son need to be going to the therapy, Provide the therapy that have enough faith to believe in you to bring wholeness, right? It could be two years, three years of medication. Why are you praying to, for you to see the breakthrough? I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting a little, I don't know if you have any. Yeah, <laughs> any you're thoughts. full. You're full over there. I actually interviewed a mom a few months back who had a child with different mental health diagnoses and she just she's a woman of really strong faith but she has this son I think he had like autism ADHD bipolar disorder but she talked about that you know just having to accept that her son had this condition he needed professional you know support and that professional support helped him to get better mm-hmm. and so now I think her son was actually sharing his experience, you know, with living with those diagnoses. Because I, you know, again, I don't know where that comes from, that if a person has this condition, they're demonic possessed and God can't, you know, use that person. You know, there's, like we saw in the Bible where God used a donkey, to fulfill his purpose. Mm-hmm. So not that I'm comparing a person with a mental health condition to a donkey. That's not what I'm saying. But, you know, God can use whatever or whoever he wants to display his glory. Mm-hmm. Like I think about a verse, um, and I actually shared this verse with a friend when we were like first began to get to know each other. Um, there is a verse in the Bible and it talks about this, this man, this, you know, he was born blind and disciples asked, you know, what did this man's parents do to cause him to be born blind? Mm-hmm. And Jesus told them, you know, they didn't do nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, this happened so that God's glory could be displayed. Mm-hmm. So, you know, sometimes people can have, you know, depression, anxiety, schizophrenia, bipolar, borderline personality disorder, whatever you want to call, they have this condition, not because their parents did something, but this is a way for God's glory to be displayed in this person's life. You know, because we have all these people in the Bible who had different issues. You know, Moses, he had imposter syndrome, but what did he do? He did so much. 
even Jesus had anxiety, but what did he do? You know? Mm -hmm. Um, So it was like different people had all these issues, but God's glory was still displayed. So we're going to, you know, we're going to have things that we deal with. Mm -hmm. And I think, because even like when it comes to anxiety, I've heard people say, oh, you know, oh, this person just doesn't have a whole lot of confidence. But a person can still be very confident and still have anxiety. Mm-hmm. So we just, mm-hmm. I just think we just sometimes say stuff and we just pass that information along to generations. And it's like all this misinformation mm-hmm. out there. Mm-hmm. So, yes. So with, with with that, you know, what they did and what, what we are to do as well is that place where we bring faith again with, uh, with science or with health in conversation, mm-hmm. whether you're suffering uh, the illness or the disorder to be in the place of uh, seeking God you mm-hmm. know, while taking medication. I experienced postpartum depression. I did not know it was undiagnosed because I, uh, I am the, Per, a type, the type of person who so practice self-awareness, practicing the presence of God is one element that I want to encourage each and every one of you listening, practicing the presence of God daily. It helped you and equip me to self-awareness mm-hmm. because I remember waking up and telling my husband, I don't feel right. Something is just not, I remember waking up feeling like a, 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 tons of brick was just laid on top of my mind i Mm. couldn't remember what day it was i couldn't remember what i was doing i couldn't remember and i just remember going through the day emotionless and i was just like what is happening because i know i'm i'm a person who's constantly aware and attentive of my environment and what I'm doing, practicing the presence of God, seeking the God continuously throughout the day. I'm, I'm in conversation, mentally, physically presence with, with scripture, you know, like that practice was in me. And I'm like, I don't think I have heard even the the smallest thing as the sound of birds. I'm like, I'm not hearing, I'm not, I'm not being attentive. And I told my husband, I say, I think I'm experiencing depression. Hmm. And he's like, oh, I don't think so. You know, maybe, you know, you just need to rest and everything. I say, I've been sleeping more than usual. That's the other element, right? I've been sleeping more than usual. And I remember going in prayer. I say, God, I don't know what season is this, but I know I'm going to need you more than ever in this season. Mm-hmm. because I now from there, I recall my OB when I explained to her, I was like, I was pregnant. I'm forgetting things and I'm having this, this and that. And she's like, have you ever experienced depression in your life? I'm like, I'm not sure. Like, she's like, if you ever had, you need to talk to us because the likeliness of you experiencing postpartum depression can be higher. Right. Wow. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I remember I say, you know what? I need a counselor. I went and seek therapy. I was like, I need a Christian therapist who's going to help me walk this journey because I know this is what's happening. My husband thought I was joking. (laughs) He's like, because every day I'm looking like this energetic and dynamic. I'm doing everything that I need to do. But Mm -hmm. he's not understanding. If you're doing everything, you're talking like the way you talk, everything, but you're telling me you have depression. He's not understanding. That's another place that... We need to encourage you, woman of God, as you listening, advocate for yourself. Yes. It's a big thing. Don't just say, maybe I'm crazy. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just something. Let me not say it because they will think that I'm crazy. No, let them think you're crazy, but you advocate for yourself and seek help. Seek the help that you need so that you can continue on the journey of wholeness. I sought help. And I did find a Christian counselor who I used to see every single week. And when I felt I was at a place where I was like, I feel good. I feel like I'm ready at this point here. That's when the session ended. She was flexible with that organizing Christian leading in faith, using the tools that she has as a therapist to help me walk the journey. 
And then I took my faith to another level. Fight with my faith. Lord, y'all, I like God. I need, I need more than just Sunday. When I was going through that, ten, that season, Tasha, let me tell you, I told God, I say, God, I need more than just Sunday. I had to find a church that met every single day throughout the week. Oh, wow. To fight for my faith and my mind. Wow. Here I have one hand, the counselor who walk with me. And then in the other hand, I had church and together I find my place of healing. So what I am sharing and having you here is not just a, what I is saying is something that I have seen the result, even mm-hmm. in the hospitals, people of faith who came in and allow circumstance to shatter their faith and say, I don't know if I can believe in God anymore. Why would he do this? Versus those who come in the hospital, allowing the doctors to do their thing and allow God to do his thing through their faith, receive healing. So that's a, that's my nugget right there. Mindful nugget. <laughs> it's not um, mindful nuggets anymore. <laughs> it's not, so, I changed it. All right. So Tasha T, you had had a podcast called Mindful Nugget where I, I shared mm-hmm. earlier that she had invited me to share. And now I heard the name has changed. So tell us about what's the new name and what are we doing this time? Okay. So it's called Therapy T with Tasha T. And so right, right now, Joy and I are on video and I have a cup of tea sitting in front of me. So one thing about tea is that tea is very relaxing. You know, it just relaxes you. It soothes you. And I think when you go to see a therapist, that's how it should be. It should be relaxing and soothing. Now, there are going to be some times a therapist might tell you something that you don't want to hear, but it's all to help you. So it might not be soothing in the moment, but it's going to be soothing to you overall. So I just decided to change it to therapy tea with Tasha T. It just rhymes. And I just really want to focus on, you know, therapy. It's all about therapy. So it's all about therapy. You know, I'll integrate the spirituality part, the religion part, the self-care, all of that. But it's just to just normalize discussions about therapy. So that's the therapy tea with Tasha okay. T. So <laughs> well, we'll be hearing some therapy cues and where where can people find you on social media? I know the podcast, you need to find the podcast Therapy Tea with Tasha T. And got yep. some tea, tea, tea there. Yeah, so you yep, can't yep. have it. You can't miss it. It's so easy. Therapy tea with Tasha T. There we yep. go. You got it there. So that is actually my name on Instagram, Therapy T. So Therapy T-E-A with W-I-T-H Tasha T. So just the letter T for Tasha T. And I'm also on Facebook. I messed up my name. It was supposed to be in Therapy T like the T, but it's just Therapy the letter T with Tasha T. So I might actually, I don't know, I might change it. It's like when I can change it, but I have to wait like 60 days. But anyway, so that's, those are, I need to get like a website. So that'll probably be coming up soon, a website and a blog in the new year. But just so much to do. So much to do. (laughs) I need to hire somebody to do these things that I want to do. Because I can't, I don't have enough time to do it. That's there. We go. You hear, you hear our Tasha T. You can find her on Instagram, on Facebook. You can look at the therapy T, uh, T, the T E A, like the T, drink the T, go get you some nugget. I love when it was also mindful nugget, it was still nice, and I love it that now is therapy T. You're still gonna enjoy it and have great mindful nugget for how to live wholeness wholeness Mm. it's all about us having a wholeness be ye holy as i am holy he didn't say be ye perfect as i am holy he does not he meaning the lord does not expect us to be perfect he Mm -hmm. expects us to be set apart whether it's with your mind, whether it's your physical, whether to be intentional, what you take in, what you take out, what you, your environment, even your environment that you surround with. If you find that 
your environment is not conducive for your mental capacity. I went to this uh, conference one time. And again, the practice of uh, self-awareness and practicing of the presence of God has been big tools in my life. And I remember being in that party, uh, not party, sorry, excuse me, conference. And uh, they, it was such a high energy, high mm. energy conference. And I had to, to pull away and say, my mind cannot take this and and you will find yourself in places where they will tell you that you need this energy keep going raising up your dopamine you gotta go 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 mm -hmm. if your mental capacity is not that it's okay just go put on right. some classic music relax yourself enjoy being holy well so right yes what you got? I, I saw. Uh, oh, gosh. Like, I wanted to leave your people with something that could help them. Yes. Um, okay. So one thing that I have learned in these recent years is that we all have this thing called a window of tolerance. Mm -hmm. So that's just, you know, our basic level of functioning where we are. And everybody's window of tolerance is different. Mm -hmm. So, like, I might naturally be a high energy person that's just laid back chill but um this is just me i'm good but i might be a person who might you know have low energy that's just who i am though so everybody has their window of tolerance then there is something called hyper regulation so this is like when you're like you might be more anxious you might be more angry um and so we want to be brought down from there and then we have like what's called hyporegulation. And that's when like our mood is lower. We might be numb, just kind of, uh. So it's just important to know, you know, when am I just, what is normal for me? Mm -hmm. It's important to have, you mentioned that word self-awareness earlier. And you mentioned how being in God's presence helps you to have that self-awareness. So it's important to just know, you know, what is my own window of tolerance? You know, when is my mood kind of like, when am I getting worked up? What caused me to get worked up when I'm feeling worked up? What do I need to do to kind of bring myself mm -hmm. down from there? So just, or if I'm like feeling low, what can I do to bring me up? And like you said, sometimes for some people, if they're already worked up, you don't want to play a bunch of loud music. You want to play something like you said, mellow to kind of calm you down. Or if you're feeling low, that might be the time to play that really loud music to get your energy up. So it's just knowing where you are and what you need. So music can be very helpful, you know, being in nature, praying. It might be reading a book, you know, finding somebody who you can call and talk to. Mm -hmm. um, it's okay. We need to have people in our life who we can talk to. It's great to have God. Yes, we know God, you know. He knows and hears everything, but God also places people in our lives yeah. for us to talk to. Yeah. Um, so it's important that you have those trusted people who you're able to talk to. If it could be a friend, you know, a mentor, clergy, some kind of support group, but don't do life alone. Um, I don't know when this podcast will air, but I'm actually doing a holiday blues support group for a few weeks. Um, I got one that's going to be the last week of November and two in December. So just kind of encourage those who might not be feeling their best mm -hmm. during the holiday season. So when is the one in December? Because I have, sorry, I got one that's on December the 4th and one on the 11th. And I'm thinking I might do one for single people too. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I no, I had that idea. If I do, it will probably be around the 18th, but I'll send that to you. So um, share yeah. share with us again, what is it? Because you kind of like flow over it. So tell us, I, I like that idea. Love. I, I like to send our my the audience to tools and, and places where they can be encouraged and also have tools. So tell us more about it, please. Hey, Blues, it was just something that God gave to me to just 
Because I think when it comes to the holidays, some people have a hard time. You know, it could be financial issues. You might be grieving the loss of somebody important, you know, in your life. There's just like so many things going on in the world. And those things can just take a toll on a person. So I just, you know, had this idea to create a group for people to just come to, you know, talk, get some support, encourage one another and leave. So it's not like a therapy group. It's just, let's just come here, encourage each other, and go on about our day. I think we need that because sometimes if you're struggling, people don't want to hear about it. They're like, girl, don't worry about it. It ain't that bad. Just be grateful. You know, write out what you're grateful for today. You know, write that out. Mm -hmm. And that's not what everybody needs. So Some people just need somebody to just listen to them. So I just decided to... Do this group um, and just Holiday see what blues. happens. Mm-hmm. Holiday blues. There we go. And this- so, yes, because you, you mentioned about postpartum depression earlier, but sometimes people who already have a diagnosed mental health condition, the holidays can be harder for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. just kind of want to help those who might be struggling. Mm. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. So here we go. You heard it. Holiday Blues with Tasha T. You're going to experience it on, uh, and uh, I hope she's going to share on, on your, is it going to be on Instagram or Zoom? Or where are you going to have it? How do, how do people connect? They can look for it. It's on um, Eventbrite. Okay, Eventbrite. Okay. That's why I yeah. haven't posted, but I can actually put the link. I'll share the links with you. So awesome. Awesome. So there we go. You can go on Eventbrite and you can look for the, for what the year go, holiday blues, getting over the holiday blues, getting over the holiday blues. Just get it on Eventbrite and join. It's free. Here is the tool. Remember, if you listen to the podcast with, uh, uh, with our coach, Lady Janice, we talk about getting yourself in a place where you can get uh, surround yourself with love. This is another place. It is available for you for free to surround yourself with those who are listening and be heard. So thank you so very much, Tasha T. You can find her on Instagram, on Facebook, and just uh, connect with her with whatever help you need or even just to get somebody to listen or find out when is the program that she's hosting and connect with her on Instagram and also on Facebook. So thank you so very much, very, very, very much for being here. And this was about uh, how do we start a conversation, not shying away from uh, talking about mental health, be your own advocate advocate for your loved one, talk about it. And I want to remind you also that this is the National Family Health History Month in the November. Whether you're listening this in December, you're listening this later on, it's been years later you're listening. I want you to remember, November is National Family Health History. Draw your family history of health and connect. It's okay to talk about the mental health. It's okay to seek God about it. It's okay to take medicine, find counseling, professional help, and put together the conversation of faith and health and see holistic healing come to you. Holistic healing, I'm not talking about you are restored fully to the capacity, but at least you know you will walk with the peace, the peace that Christ wants you. And I love how Tasha used the scripture of uh, where Jesus told the disciples, it's neither his mother nor his father who have sinned, but it's for the glory of God. It's for the glory of God, everything, whether it's physical, mental, emotional, it's for the glory of God. So learning to walk, learning to practice the presence of God, learning to, to strengthen your faith through the process. There's victory at the end. So thank you so very much, Miss Tasha. It's always having, it's always good to be in conversation with you. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. And then here we go. Remember, 
If this has been helpful to you, if this conversation you think, you know, you think is this conversation, you know, somebody needed, feel free, share it, connect it with us, get the help that you need. And also remember to leave us a comment of how these tools that we are sharing with you in this month of November have been to you. With that being said, let us pray. Holy God, thank you for this moment. Thank you for your presence, oh God. For the mental health, for the physical health, for the emotional health. God, we surround to you, oh God. And in this time of the holiday, Lord, for those that may be struggling in one way or another and wondering how they're going to go through this, whether it's because of postpartum depression, whether it's a schizophrenic, God, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, oh God, that you will meet us where we are with any condition and walk with us. The walk to the mayor, oh God, where we come to the full realization that God, you've always been with us, oh God. So thank you for Tasha and all the individual profession who professional who are in the therapy and counseling that are helping those. And I pray, Father God, for the church to be open, oh God, to the idea of therapy, oh God, that they may bring even more healing to the community. Father God, we bless you for the one who's suffering right now and listening to this, Lord. I pray, Father God, that they'll find peace. They'll find a word in this conversation that will give them, oh God, guidance. We give you thanks and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. All right, here we go. Well, well, this is it, my friend. We have come to the end, and I thank you all for your subscription. I thank you for your support. Thank you for your prayer. Thank you for following, for sharing, and uh, everything that you do in order for the Word of God to be spread. This is the way that we are evangelizing, sharing the Word of God. Remember, wherever you go, share your love. God imprints of God's love. And remember to find the church so that you may stay connected. This episode was on how do you share the mental health? How do you talk about mental health? Be your own advocate and also advocate for those who may go through it. With that being said, remember, wherever you go, leave the imprint of God's love. And Maya Angelou says, love liberates. So let us share God's love wherever we go. Stay blessed.